It's been there since the foundation of the world. Reshaping man's thoughts and ideas of life and redirecting man's pursuit in life to fit its agenda. It's a matter of these guys working through men endlessly using every way to hinder the advancement of the kingdom of God. It's Mammon, the spirit behind money. Charles and Susan Opil in their book Unmasking Mammon help their readers unmask this deadly spirit and embark on a journey back to the Father. Unmasking Mammon is a must read. Now available on Amazon and on order at cyruscom254 at gmail.com for physical copies. Grab your copy today and start off your journey to overcoming the spirit of Mammon. Unmasking Mammon by Charles and Susan Opio. Hello and welcome to the Sarah's community. This is Business Unusual. This is where we talk to the believers in the marketplace. And in the last conversation, we defined who the believer in the marketplace is. This is someone who is led by the proceeding word, the word that flows from the mouth of God, the word that shapes his activities in the marketplace. This is somebody who knows that his faith in the marketplace is shaped by the word of God, not by what is happening around that place. Now we say this is somebody who has a solution from God. They have downloaded something from the heart of God concerning what is going on in their world. And God says, listen, you are the carrier of the solution of what is happening around you. And number three, we say this is somebody whose character attracts people to their father. You want people to go back to God. This is, this is the kind of evangelism you're talking about in the marketplace, where you're leading people back to God, where they need to hear the voice of God that defines all their activities but you know what when they look at you they desire that father they desire that god because your life is a whole new level of what they're used to in the marketplace now this is business unusual yes. and we're talking about prophetic alignment in 2024 and, and beyond. beyond yeah there are certain core things we spoke about one of the things we spoke about was in this season of alignment how grace will be dispensed okay and we said that one of the things that's going to happen is that Grace carriers who hear from God. Notice I am careful in using the term men of God or women of God. Mm, okay. I'm very careful that term. Yes. Because that term points a focus on the person. But when we say grace carriers, mm. the grace is what is being accessed, mm. not the carrier. Yes. Alright? Grace will be dispensed at your level of function. And in the last conversation we defined that there will always be people who live at the what we call the Israel level or the Bali level. Mm. There'll be people at the Jerusalem level. There'll be people at the Zion level. And what we said about these positions is that, and, and let me add something important here. You will draw grace at the level of your intention. Wow. <laughs> not the level of your expectation. Mm. And it's been taught that the expectation will not be cut off, yes. but that is, can be here or in the future. Okay. Talk about drawing grace. You draw at the level of your intention. This you see in scripture. You see the woman with the issue of blood, one of our favorite scriptures. We draw back from it so many times yes. and we still will. The issue that she said to herself, her intention, I will go, I will touch, I will be healed. Grace is dispensed at your level of intention, not your level of expectation. Expectation has to do with what you want. Intention has to do with what God wants. So you'll, you'll draw grace at the level of your intention, even though you don't hear the same message. Mm -hmm. You'll hear the same truth. Yes. You'll say, listen, the Bible talks about the, the generation that did not enter. They said, they had what we had. Mm -hmm. They had what everybody else had, but they did not mix it with faith. Mm -hmm. So faith covers your intention. What is your motive? What is your intent? And we said, God has no problem with you being at the level where you just want to be taken care of. You want to come out of crisis. God is okay with that. It's a level of growth. It is not a settlement point. Mm. So you're saying that even though somebody is in Bali, another one in wheat, another yes. one in wine, yes. it's God's desire that no man should perish. That's it. In the level you are, desire to grow. Yes. Do not stay there. And that one we will repeat because that one I think we really labored yeah. on it in our last conversation. Yes. Do not get comfortable with where you are. Even if you're in wine, 
desire to go higher yeah. and higher and higher. Let the standard be the standard set by the word of God, not by people around you. Because sometimes when you see you in Bali, yeah. you are happy that people around you are not able to pay their bills. At least me I can pay. People around you are not able to do this. Me I can do. So the standard there are the people. Yeah. Make the standard the word of God. Not as the word said, I will take you into a land where there's no scarcity of bread. Everything you have will be multiplied. You will build houses. You will build. That's what uh, determines. Yes. Your level of operation. And, and it's true. And, and generally, at the body level, what happens to you is you tend to associate and compare yourself with people in the same mm. situation. Yeah. All right? When you move to it, you kind of want to be aligned with the people who are now operating at the same level. Mm. See the difference? Same situation, same level. Mm. At Zion, you hear God whether others are hearing or not. This is not about did you hear, what did God say? Well, you're saying, listen, I've heard. I've heard for me. When Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, exactly. they know my voice. That's it. That's what it means. Something changes. God that. will speak to you. Yes. And not because you not look around to see what's happening around you. You yes. not look at what people are doing. You will say, listen, in this level, this is the wine. Yes. It's only you know God. Yes. You hear God. Let me put it this way. Yeah. Assume there was a kingdom project going on. People in Bali usually sit at the place of, I wish I could contribute. Okay? That's general. Even from an authentic, I'm talking about authentic. Yes. Not just anybody. <laughs> authentic Bali people, I wish I could contribute. And that sometimes as you're beginning to step out of Bali, you're able to give even if it is a little. To just feel like I'm pointing towards something. I know this is not about what is being covered. This is about me Getting beginning a here. journey mm. of movement. Yes. Alright? Most people at the wheat level will go through the process of what is my part? This much, part I, this much I can manage, others will also come in. At that place, you can either function from where it's your own intention of what you want to give, or sometimes you'll find yourself looking at what are the gaps that me fill. Really, wheat has its own journeys. When you go to the top level, it has nothing to do with what anybody else is doing. Barnabas did not check with anyone else mm. if anybody was selling land. Mm. He did not check with anyone else. He heard from God. He did what he needed to do. He functioned. That's what happens. And at that level, you're not so much just responding to what's being taught. Mm. You reach a level where you can hear God for yourself. So that's what you're calling God is doing. Israel, yes. Jerusalem. Zion. Zion. The people, when you talk about Mount Zion, yes. these are the people who are saying, listen, I want to hear God because when I hear, I do. I don't look at people around me. That's where we desire to go. When you talk about Ecclesia, that is where Ecclesia operates from. Mm -hmm. A place where nobody needs to follow you about the word. Nobody follows you about getting an instruction. Nobody follows to see how much of the instruction has been done. People see the results in there your you life. Go. Our conversation Prophetic alignment in this year and beyond. and beyond. Our key scripture, Luke 10, verse 2, and Matthew 7, 20, and I'm going to read that. He told them, this is Jesus talking, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Matthew 7, 20, therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Now, these two scriptures are going to be crucial in this alignment series. Jesus says something, the harvest is plentiful. Mm. So there is no crisis of harvest, guys. Mm. I know our evangelical mindset operates as if there's a crisis of harvest. Oh, people are out there, people are lost. Lost is called harvest. The harvest is plentiful. Okay. But the problem is the workers. The New King James says the laborers. Yes. And the term laborer there is a very interesting term. It means qualified, competent, skilled, called. Notice? Yes. Qualified, competent, skilled, called. Meaning, that is why you're told to pray to the Lord of the harvest. harvest. So who knows the harvest? The Lord. Mm. To send workers. Which means he will not send a worker into the wrong harvest. Mm. He will not send a worker to any harvest. That is why it is harvest one, but workers plural. Mm. 
Because workers are different and dynamic. In the same harvest. In the same harvest, working differently, yes. at different levels, the different skill levels, as you will see. So alignment has to do with that. The second part is, how will you know them, the workers, by their fruit? Fruit is what is an outcome. As we've spoken about the three levels, in the context, now we bring it to our context and our calling, okay? In our context, what do you see? What is the fruit of our context? Mm -hmm. The impact of the life. When you come from whatever chaos you're in, to Bali, from Bali to wheat, to wheat mm -hmm. from wheat to wine. to wine. That is the fruit of the grace leader. So you're saying that in TCC, anyone who is in Bali should be able to say, listen, I couldn't pay bills. I couldn't pay my debt. Yes. I was stuck in debt. But you know what? I've started to pay. Mm -hmm. I've started to pay my bills. I'm able to now start getting out of debt because debt you get out of. Yes. Whether you have a lump sum to just pay and get out or you've started paying and you can see yourself getting out. It's a step of getting out. So there's somebody in Bali yes. who was not able to pay rent. If you can't pay your rent or your bills, let's talk about bills here. Three months, three years down the line, yes. something is not working. Something is not working. Either the word, you're not receiving your word because it's the word that takes you out. You've not been able to extract your uh, proceeding word. Yes. And that's why you're not able to move from where you are. Then if you talk about wheat and you talk about wine, everyone can see progress. Remember exactly. we say in TCC, it's about progress, not perfection. perfection. At least you can look at your life and say, guess what? Where I am today, it's much better than where I was. The only okay? way that it's not working at all for you, and you are genuine in your intention. Yes. Alright, because intention is key here. Could be because you're in the wrong house. Hmm. This is one thing we are never afraid to talk about. We talk about it all the time. Because one of the things you do not want minister as a sent one. You don't want to be one who carries a calling or a sending or a grace from God that you cannot see fruit of in the people. Mm. That's, that's the desire of any minister. That's the desire of any minister. One sent of God. Yes. I want to see life change. That's it. Mm. And so if you're truly sent and you're giving everything you need to give and sharing with conscience, with clarity, then you're at peace concerning the part you have done. Mm. If you're the one who is sent to, and you're sure this is where you're called to be, and something isn't moving, these are the times when, if you genuinely believe this is where you need to be, come and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. So that we are clear. Let's go and check the alignment first. Many of you, when you come for us for a conversation, you know the first thing we never check is the problem. We check causes. We look back. First, should you be here? If you should be, have you heard? Mm. If you have heard, have you done? If you have done, what is wrong in your intention or what is wrong in your understanding of what you should have done? Mm. Could you have applied the wrong action to an instruction? In other words, we go through the process. We don't rush to prayer. Because I think we know one thing. Yes. The word of God is true. It's true. If God says it, it will come to pass. Yes. If it's not happening, it is on us to check. Wait a minute. What's happening? What have I? Yeah. What have I um, been doing with the word that I've received? Yes. If you don't know how to receive the word, we come and tell you stop. Can we start there? Yes. Otherwise, you can't just be like groping in the dark, yeah. looking for something to do, something to hold on to, just move on. But you you, you can't say that's a kingdom journey. Yes. It's not. So your kingdom journey will be a journey where you're seeing progress. Not perfection. You but know where you're going. There's a destination. But between you and the destination, there's progress. You can see your life changing. One of the things that, please understand, because mm -hmm. if you don't understand this, you may misunderstand us. Mm -hmm. We don't adjust to your problem. We stay true to our truth. Mm -hmm. Say that again. Listen carefully. <laughs> when you come and something is not moving, I'll take you back to the truth. Mm -hmm. I will not try and find a way to fit the truth into your problem. That's why many of you, you've had us had a conversation, you come here, then we send you back to something that was taught. Mm -hmm. We say, go back to this conversation. Go. Why? Because that truth carries enough to get you out. So we will go back into the truth and find it. Not try and modify and adjust the truth to fit your current problem. Mm. So that is crucial to understand. And that's why we're talking about prophetic alignment. Yes. 2024, 
and beyond. Yes. And uh, in our last conversation, you said that um, the next seven years, yes. we talked about the 10 years yes. which we uh, prophesied or declared in 2020. Yes. Now, when you look at the calendar, we say it's seven years to the 10 years. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. Let's talk about those years. Yeah, let me say this again, because we talk about prophetic Kairos and Kronos. The 10 years are not cast in stone. Okay. The 10 years are a window of time mm. where certain dynamic activities are going on. And because of the human activity and how we adjust and operate with things, sometimes time is required. Mm. Let me ask you, when, for example, if you say you want to build my house, okay? I will not come and tell you the house must be built in three months. I will ask you, how long do you think you will take? Mm. Now, the you is determined by your capacity, your resources and your skill. Yes. Somebody else will tell me three months, somebody else will tell me seven, somebody else will say six, depending. Now, once we agree with the one who has cast it within their context, we'll say it took this amount of time to yes. make my house. But many times even in scripture, you will check those orders and overrun on years. Mm. Something that is very common. Yes. They were supposed to be in Egypt 400, they were there 430. They were supposed to be in Babylon 70 years, they were 73. Mm. If you keep going, you keep seeing there's an overrun. Why is there an overrun? An overrun is because God, looking at time and history and development and science and technology and everything, gives you the scope of window according to us who are alive now and our ability to adjust and position ourselves, mm. that's what gives us the window. So it's not cast in stone. What I'm saying is mm -hmm. some people will achieve it in three years, some people in six, some people in nine. Mm. So seven years is like the, 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 the strength window in which it should happen. And sometimes God will work with an exact window, not because of the prophecy or not. Mm. Go back to Joseph. The famine, he said that there will be plenty for seven and famine for? Seven. Go check the famine. It didn't end in seven. It overran the seven. Mm. So that is uh, when God says seven, yes. the word comes and says seven. Yes. It's now up to you to work within that. To context. say, wait a minute, Lord, when you say seven, what am I supposed to start doing now yes. to make sure I'm in the seven window? Exactly. Because when God says it, it will happen. Good. But if you slack, yes. it will overrun. Exactly. And talking about the seven years, you're yes. talking about significant changes in the earth. Yes. Not in the body of Christ. In the earth. In the earth. God rules over the affairs of men. Yes. So when God says there will be significant changes, he's not talking about the church. He's talking no. about the earth. And maybe that's we need it. to just give us yes. context. And, and that's very important because um, biblical people who understand how God operates speaks in context like that. Mm. They will tell you, the Bible says something. Let me digress a bit, but it will help us understand. Okay. Bible says when Joseph died, he said to his brothers, promise me, you will carry my bones. That is a prophetic picture that somebody could have sat down and said, we are determined. Hmm. So we are not supposed to, we are not meant to be here. So can we start planning exit? So it is hearing yes. behind the voice. Yes, because they did not plan exit. The Bible says there came a fellow who knew not Joseph, Joseph which gave birth to what? Slavery. Okay. So that's the pattern. Okay. So when we say, if the church doesn't understand this, What's going to happen? Let's talk about a few technological changes that have happened. Up to 2020, now we are three years in, four years, we are in 2024. What happened was, the church has only been on social media for three years. Social media has been around for 18. That tells you who is playing catch-up. That tells you who is competent and who is not. That, and the church was forced into it. The church did not choose it. In fact, it used to be the devil's playground. It used to be of the enemy. It used to be, we had all sorts of things. When we first went online, we told things like, you have to have a physical Bible. You, got, you cannot preach to people through the screen. They have to physically show up until lockdown came. You see, you cannot make demands on things you can't control. Okay. When you say you must meet physically, you're talking like you control movement. Governments do. You cannot tell the underground church in China, you must meet physically. You can't. So there are things that are, are, are bravado statements, but they really don't make sense. Yes. We are just a kingdom. Impartation is in a word, not a place. Yeah, I can give a word to you today. We are receiving impartation from scriptures that were written 
2,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. When Paul wrote this, mm -hmm. the only way Paul could minister, there was no Bible, he had to come himself. Mm. Right? Yes. Now we have different technology and advances and where we are going is so profound if the, if the, and when I say citizens of the kingdom and the ecclesia of the kingdom does not sit and brainstorm and strategize, we'll get lost in the noise. Mm. Nobody will to hear us anymore, we won't even exist. So that's what this is about. So when you talk about the strategic season that we're entering yes. into, it's for both those who are sent yes. and those they are sent exactly. to. So we're not talking about the ministers only, neither no. are we talking about those you are sent to. No. We're talking about both ends. The There's a listen, the yes. strategic season exactly. that is coming, yes. both for the ministers and for the people. And, and, and a minister, yes. you must ask yourself a very vital question. Mm -hmm. Are you competent? for the season we are entering into. Please explain. Are you competent? Mm -hmm. How do you start? The question must be, and in scripture we see this happen a lot. In the scriptures, it was crucial to understand who is sent and who they are sent to. In this season, we cannot afford, mm. I say this again and mm. I'll say it with, with the little understanding I have seen of what God does. Mm -hmm. You cannot be sent to everyone. Mm. Well, the scripture we just read, we said that, ask the Lord of the harvest yes. to send workers. Simple. Not to the whole harvest. Each That's worker will be given their portion. This That's is, what you're saying. Yes. Jesus was the savior of the world sent to Israel. Explain, please. <laughs> Listen carefully. Mm -hmm. A woman comes to him and she said, I am not sent to you. Hmm. Jesus, Samaritan, I am not sent to you. I am sent to the children of the household of Israel. In the context of his sending, the impact of his sending would change the world. But Jesus was not, I'll say this and it sounds offensive, it but does. scripture. It Jesus wasn't sent to the world. He is the savior of the world, but he sent his followers to the world. Because when you talk about Samaria and you talk about to the uttermost, yes, you go. The disciples he left, he said, listen, I have already yes. imparted you. Yes. That impartation exactly. will affect the uttermost parts of the Very earth. Very specific. But I'm not going to the uttermost. Yes. You will. Listen. Hmm. Minister, sent one. Where you are sent, you are a prince. Where you are not sent, you are a refugee. Hmm. I'll say that again. Okay. Moses was a prince of Egypt. As long as he's in Egypt, his jurisdiction is powerful. Okay. In the wilderness, as long as he's with the Jews, his jurisdiction is powerful. Mm -hmm. When he was with, with um, Jethro, he was a student. Mm. Yet a prince. Yet a, a deliverer. Yet called. Mm. That, is his that was not his sent place. Alright? Okay. Each of us has a drawing place and a sent place. Don't mistake your drawing place for a sent place. Explain using the ecclesia when you say yes. this is the church coming yes. to gather on a particular day or online wherever you are gathering. All right, let's use our context. If you come to TCC, mm -hmm. you who's listening to me, you are not sent to TCC. Mm. I am sent to TCC. Susan is sent to TCC. You are sent from TCC. You who is listening, you've been drawn here yes. so that you can be imparted, you can be grown, you can be matured, you yes. can be given the word so that you take that word and go. So that's why we are telling you when you find your market space, that's where you are sent. Simple. But here, you are here to draw. Exactly. Now, hmm. when it came to the 72 disciples, which the Bible, if you read, it says he called the 72 disciples to himself mm. and sent them out. Then it says, and when the apostles went out, now they were sent out. This is the principle. Okay. He drew them to himself for impartation. Mm. Then he sent them. All right? And he sent two by two, each to the different places mm. he would go. He didn't send them to the same place. Mm. Mm. Okay? And the Bible says, in the different jurisdictions they were sent, devils were subject to them. Yeah. Different devils, mm. different places, but sent from one source. Mm. They were not sent in duplication. Right? So when you talk about the 
fivefold when yes. we see in the Bible. The fivefold are called. Yes. When they come to him, yes. they receive their Absolutely. calling, their message, yes. and then they are sent out. That's but when they are sent out, yes. they are sent out to equip the saints. There you go. So if you come into this place of an apostle, a prophet, yes. a pastor, evangelist, teacher, you come to be equipped. To yes. be equipped for what? Not to be equipped so that you can be fully equipped here. To be equipped so that you can be sent to your space. And that's what we are saying when we address the believers in the market space. We are saying you are here to be equipped. Once you are equip equipped, you are now sent. Simple. You are a sent one in yes. the market space. So have a clear understanding. If you come to TCC, you are coming to be equipped. To be sent. Yes. That's the primary principle. Alright? So this is not yes. your place yes. of thriving in that sense. Mm -hmm. You, this is a place for you to be serviced. That's yes. a very good word. Yes. When you come and say this part is not working, yeah. there's a part of your mentality that needs to be adjusted. There's something that needs to be removed. There's something that needs to be That's put it. in. That's what you call impartation. That's it. That impartation enables you to go out and you are able That's to stand it. where we are. No, we are not there. Exactly. So from TCC, you cannot now go out there and say, you know what? Let me call Pastor Charles to come and pray. Yes, there are places where we pray, but we are saying, listen, we are equipping you to go on average and, and perform. On average, I'll probably pray for you. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that you go and pray. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not sent to your jurisdiction. Yes. I'm sent to you. Okay, okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is something so wise for the ministers to know that you are sent to the people yes. that come to you. Yes, but they, they are sent to their jurisdictions. Mm. So don't pull me into your jurisdiction and don't enter mine. So, <laughs> so let me ask you, and this maybe will give somebody clarity. Yes. When you say that I've started a business, God has called me, and I'm now bringing in vehicles from China. That's a good business, to bring in vehicles from China. Is it a good business? Yes. In 10 years, it will not be. So, <laughs> so you now call me into your business yes. to pray and declare that it will no. make it, that it will people will come from the north and the south, and I'm making all these declarations over your business. You're now saying, mm -mm. I'll declare on you. Good. I will impart in mm -hmm. you Powerful. the ability to declare mm -hmm. on that business. Powerful. And I think I've seen us do that in TCC. That's all we do. On dedication of children. That's it. Please explain. Listen, <laughs> in TCC, and I'll show you the pattern with Jesus, Okay, this is when it's time for parents to dedicate. The Bible says parents in scripture it is a pattern. Parents dedicated their children. People took their children to dedicate to God. People didn't take their children to the priest to dedicate to God. Can we be correct? They took the child to dedicate. It was the work of a father mm. to make sure he had his son yes. or his child dedicated. So they went to the temple to have the child dedicated to God. Now please understand, there was a priest. Mm. The priest received the parent and had the parent out decreeing and uh, declare and releasing their child, dedicating their child to God. The priest was the witness mm. who agreed with that statement mm. and blessed them. You're saying the priest yes. representing God is yes. listening to you, yes. declaring on that child and Absolutely. presenting them to God. Absolutely. So the father had yes. the responsibility yes. of raising their child in the in ways, the of, ways the of the Lord. The priest doesn't. But what happens now? We all bring the children to the priest and tell the priest, you declare on the child. Listen, I've declared on you. I don't need to declare on your child. And to do what we've just said does not require church service, does not require meeting. We can do it at the hospital. Mm. I can the show up born. when the child is born. You can take your child there, and I can stand as a witness in yeah, agreement we, with you to dedicate your child to the Lord. We have we have done that before. Yes, and I think for me, what is so powerful in that is, in that, is that you're telling the father. It is you and your words that are authority of that child. Yes. That tomorrow when you are raising them, it is you to speak. And if you do not speak to that child, somebody else will. And most of the time, they're not shaping them in the ways of the Lord. Yeah. And that is why later you're starting to wonder, okay, what happened to my child? You did shape them with it's your you. words. Listen, Abraham has a priest he goes to call Melchizedek. Okay. But there's no way Abraham took his children to Melchizedek. Mm. Mm. Bible says of Abraham, God says of Abraham, for I know Abraham, he will bring up his children in the ways of the Lord. He will do it. 
That's what we are calling alignment. When you talk about prophetic That's alignment, right. is where this man knows, as the head of the family, yes. I need to take my position, a place where I can come and say, I am speaking to this family to shape up with the word that God has given me. If you're a single parent, we are saying, listen, hear the voice of God. Speak it to this family. If you're a single person who is not married, you're saying, in my life, I'm starting to declare the word of God in my life and shape my destiny. I'm not giving it to the hands of another no. where I say, no, 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 Pastor Charles, pray for me. And by the way, tomorrow if you're offended, you drop every word that you allowed Pastor Charles to speak. True. And you go to Pastor John, he True. speaks to you and you get offended. You are dropping all the prophetic words that was spoken. You do not know even where to start off. So if you understand that, listen, I hear God, you've equipped me Absolutely. to hear God. Isn't that yes. what the divinity Absolutely. Listen, in the history of our journey in ministry, enough years now, one of the things that happens because seasons change and relationships change, okay? And not all relationships change amicably. Sometimes we have the opportunity to go back and fix them, sometimes we don't. Okay. Alright? In that journey, there are people who prophesy over your life. The prophecy is true mm. even when mm. you walked away yeah. in a term that may not be amicable. Mm. I cannot reverse the prophecy I gave you because we disagreed with you. Mm. I didn't give it to you. I think wisdom is, is, is separating God's voice yes. and man's Simple. actions. The actions of this person made me walk away. But the words of God that came through his mouth, wisdom, hold on to that word, Simple. it will shape your life. That's so it. when we talk about prophetic alignment, yes. it can cause, it can determine your failure or your success in it your marketplace or in your life. It is key. Yes. Let me give an example. I'll draw from the Old Testament and then I'll come back to the New Testament okay. what I said about Jesus. Mm. That this is the most interesting thing. But let's take David. Alright? Now, we know David is a man after God's own heart. And we even know where David started. Alright? But let's go pre-David a little. And let's walk up to Saul. Mm -hmm. When God sets Saul up to go meet a prophet, that is Saul's prophet. In fact, his entire life is governed by that prophet. He's called Samuel. Alright? And the Bible said that Samuel was such a powerful prophet that his words never, never. fell to the ground. Yes. Which meant that God kept every word Samuel said and made sure it came mm. to pass. Yes. Now I to show you something. God made sure every word Samuel spoke came to pass, meaning it's God who gave it to him. Yes. When Saul messed up, it was time to shift to somebody else called David. God sent Samuel to the house of Jesse. And if you know the story now, Samuel, most powerful prophet in Israel, missed David many times. Yes. Alright? Finally, he reaches a place where even is frustrated. He says, do you have another son? Mm -hmm. So a number of things happen. Number one, there was no consideration in Jesse's mind, culturally or otherwise, yes. that it could be David. In his understanding, it has to be all the other guys who have served in the army. Who have, if God is looking for a king, what are they all looking for? People in the soul model. People who carry the same picture. And God ignores. I know many biblical scholars have come with so many variations of that story. Some say David was not a, a legitimate son, some, whatever. <laughs> the principle is this. Someone missed him. Mm. Mm. Why? Because he was not David's um, David's prophet. Yes. Once David was about to ascend to the throne, Samuel died. And when Samuel died, what did Saul do? He went to look for a witch. Hmm. His prophet was gone. What does that tell you? Now, David had another prophet called Nathan. Yes. Nathan was David's prophet. Hmm. What does that tell us about jurisdiction and function? It means for every dimension of grace, there is those who are sent and who they are sent Two. And that divine connection is powerful. I know, and listen carefully guys, I know that thing has been abused in something called the father-son dimension. Mm. Because the father-son dimension has focused on a particular individual being the father of a particular individual. Mm. And this creates a clash of personalities and many times it borders into culture, mm. into all sorts of behavior, yes. into the wants and likes of the father or not, mm. into who he likes or not. In fact, in those relationships, I have seen many times 
the crisis of the patriarchs, that's what I call it. Here's the crisis of the patriarchs. One is called Isaac. In Isaac's cultural mind, the son of the blessing is who? Esau. In God's spiritual mind, we're supposed to get a blessing? Jacob. What happens? The father is blind. Notice the term. The father is blind. That's a dangerous thing. Mm. Fathers, we have to know when our blindness has come. Mm. Blindness when you cannot see to cannot see God's intention, God's intention for your so-called mm. sons. Mm. When you try to position your favorite son versus the called son. Mm. Joseph made exactly the yes. same mistake with Jacob. Mm. He brought his two sons, positioning them according to Jacob's hands. And Jacob, being blind, could see in the spirit. Mm. Made a different mm. arrangement and decided who would be who. Why is that important? It is important because it is grace, not a person, that people are connected to. When we say you're priest in office, if you can have a healthy relationship with the grace of the person you call your spiritual father, that is fine. We're not fighting the title. Yes. We have a problem with the function where we take the biological idea of a father mm. who controls your destiny, yes. determines what you can or cannot do, tells you when you're called or not. Fathers don't call, God does. Mm. And more so if you look at the African culture, is where you see that a father has yes. sons, yes. but his expectation is not to raise the son in no. the image of God, no. the ultimate father, yes. but it is for the sons to take care of him. That's, That's an African culture. Where you expect your sons to give to you, your sons to be always there to stand up and make sure everything is fine in your life. That's an African culture. In the kingdom of God, God brings saints to you to equip them for the work of the ministry. They are not here to sound like you, dress like you, walk like you. They are supposed to be here in the image and the representation of Father God in exactly. the earth. So when we start raising sons who are looking like yes. us, then we have already parted with heaven. Exactly. God is not understanding what you are yes. trying to do. Because if you walk in the dimension of Father, mm -hmm. you'll have favorites and non-favorites. Mm. If you walk in the level of grace, you'll function very differently from Jesus. Remember I mentioned mm. Jesus before? Yes. Jesus had a disciple who was the loved one. Mm. So if I use the Father, what model would you have said? Yes. John, his heart, <laughs> close to Jesus, yes. awesome. the disciple whom Jesus loved. loved. He did not give him leadership. Because mm. it's not about love here. It's not about the the Flesh. It's about grace. It's about the spirit. It's and about I love the what you're yes. using. Yes. Grace. Grace. Mm. The grace for leading was for Peter, not John. Not for John. Mm. And again, when you talk about sons and yes. our African thinking, sons are supposed to take care of us. Yes. You remember in the African culture, you send your cows to take your son to school. Why? Yeah, so that when he makes it, he will come and take care of you. Sure. Okay, that's not the kingdom of God. Yes. In fact, in the kingdom, we see something called invisible fathering. Yeah. And we see that in the life of Joseph, the father of Jesus. Yes. When he went to the temple, when he was brought to the temple at 12, he, we did not see Joseph instructing him on anything. He He'd already removed. instructed him at home. Yes, and the testing had to do with what Joseph had already taught him. Mm. And the Bible tells us something powerful. Yes. Post that conversation. Because mm -hmm. to be fair to credit anybody for what Jesus knew, it was Joseph. Yes. Yet, for Jesus to be tested, Joseph had to be absent. Mm. Mm. And he said something powerful. Yes. That this is his father's business. Which father? Not Joseph. He knew that Joseph was raising me in the ways of my God, father. The ultimate father. The ultimate father. That's a principle. And if you come to the church today where you think that the sons, what we call sonship in the church today, is where sons are supposed to give to me. Yes. I'm supposed to equip them. And like in the kingdom where we've seen the patterns in the Bible, if somebody breaks through and says, it is the grace of God in your life that has caused me to do this, therefore I am grateful, yes. I'm generous, because I know the grace came from you, that's different. They are not instructed, they're not commanded, and they're not manipulated. That's so it. let's not manipulate people to give in the name of sonship. Yes. A father takes care of the son, and it is the glory of the father, is that the word? To see their son make it yes. in life. When you look at that son and say, listen, he came here not knowing the word of God. He could not, he did not 
understand how to separate the flesh from the spirit. Right now, he can equip others. When you look at that, you say it is God's grace in my life that caused that. It's not me. Therefore, that son, when he says, I want to appreciate you, it is not a figure that has been set. True. Don't push people. Yes. Don't allow mammon to come and define And, and listen, and, and sonship is not defined by giving. It's not the greatest giver who is the greatest son. Mm. No. It's got nothing to do with that. Giving yes. has to do with grace and generosity. Mm. You can be the most generous son and yet you're not qualified to lead. So you can't purchase leadership. Yes. Let's not mistake these things. These are crucial things to understand. Because if you don't understand these things, we're going to have a crisis with alignment. Let me ask this question of those who have spiritual fathers. Is your life bound by the word or by the word of your spiritual father? Mm. Wow. Crucial questions to ask. Mm. Because Elisha was clear about a term we like claiming Elijah was a spiritual father. It's a claim. It's okay. not in scripture. Yes. But even if it was, this is the principle. He said, as the Lord lives and, and as your soul lives. Mm. Primary, Lord. Secondary, you. And you, as long as you're connected to God, I will follow. As long as I see Because I'm following God. Mm. In you. So I also have to be mature enough yes. to see God in you. And that is a mistake again many That's people growth. do. When you come to a place where as a son, you're not able to differentiate God and the man of That's God. It. So you now are confused that the man of God said, but you do not know how to say, wait, I know the voice of God, that when I hear the man of God, like Elisha, that was not the nature of God. You mm -hmm. could have said that. So Elisha here is saying, as yeah. long as you're connected to God, yes. Meaning I also have the, can hear God. the, the ability to see and hear. I yes. know. As we say, this is a series and we are not going to move quickly because how you begin this season yeah. is so crucial that if you go one degree off, it will take a while. Hopefully you'll discover early and adjust. Otherwise, if you keep running, by the end of the seven years we're talking about, you may be in a totally different place. But having said that, the core issues we are beginning to touch on is the issue of this. There has to be clarity on who minister you are sent to mm. and you who has been sent to. Who are you? Who has been sent to you? Because if we don't get those two core pieces right, our prophetic alignment is already off. Mm. That's the core. The core foundational principle of prophetic alignment is there has to be a sent one from God they have to be sent somewhere, the harvest, yes. and those they are sent to have to be able to access the grace that has been sent for their success. Those are the core issues we are going to still break down until we have clarity so that going forward you can move with confidence knowing if I'm a sent one, I'm in my jurisdiction, I'm functioning how I've been sent, and I can stay focused. Mm. If I'm those who are, if someone has been sent to me, and I'm the one that is drawing from this, I know what they carry, what I'm drawing, and where I'm going. Mm. And this great. is taken from Luke 10, yes. verse 2, where we are saying that the workers are few, but the harvest is plentiful. We are simply saying that you as a worker, find out where am I sent. You as the harvest, what is the tool that is shaping me? Who is this person who is supposed to be equipping me for the work of the ministry? Let's not be mixed up because that's where now we find it. Yep. The loophole yes. to come and confuse the whole thing. Yes, absolutely. 2024 and beyond prophetic alignment. Thank you for watching this episode of the Kingdom Conversations. The big question remains, what have you heard? And what are you going to do about it? Keep tracking with us, like and follow us on our social media handles, the Cyrus community on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can send in your questions through Facebook or use the email on your screen. And as Micah 4.4 says, May you be found seated under your vine and under your fig tree. Until our next episode, keep it kingdom, keep it pure. Four, four says, May you be found seated under your vine and under your fig tree. Until our next episode, keep it kingdom, keep it pure.